You're listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Boost Mobile, where you never need a service contract and every plan comes with your own mobile hotspot and 99% nationwide coverage. Buy summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Whether it's the Jive Chicken Sandwich or the Double Brisket, we are the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Buy M-Drive. You're not too old. Go to mdriveformen.com for all of your men's health needs, from multivitamins to workout recovery. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA Division One in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalie and their equipment better than we do. Caesars Resorts and Casinos. An iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort. You make your destination. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA college hockey fans, if you will. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where it looks like we're uh, about set to get some more uh, monsoon storms. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island. And I do mean out on the island tonight. Paul, how are you? Uh, we're doing all right. And you literally mean it. It is no doubt that I am literally on the island tonight. There is, I can't even. I, I can't <laughs> okay, describe. Any... Tell everybody where you're at and what's going on around you at the moment. Well, at the moment, I had to leave. I was at a a, a, a 70s cover band concert, and uh, um, there was n- literally there was no signal. There, there, I mean, <laughs> holy smokes. Oh, my uh, goodness. I didn't think that was possible anywhere in the New York metro area. It was in a valley, so to oh, okay. speak. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, so now I am literally across from a – Red and white giant chain store. Um, <laughs> in a, you sound great though. Wherever you're at, just parking spot. Uh, <laughs> in a, in, literally in a in a in a uh, church parking lot. Literally, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You never know where we're coming from. Last night, Rob uh, Rothfarb was in uh, in the uh, home run derby. <laughs> wasn't in the derby, but he was in the stadium, and uh, that was awesome. Uh, tonight, you're out uh, somewhere on the island, and uh, I'm preparing to uh, probably have power knocked out as another uh, monsoon storm rolls through. So, uh, but we're here to talk college hockey. Great guest coming on with us tonight, a gentleman that we've been trying to get on for a little while, and it was great that we were able to hook up with him. So uh, we'll have him on. I'm going to keep it a secret for another, oh. Secret? What are you talking about? Secret secret for another 12 minutes. What are you, (laughs) secret? You've been saying it for two days. Uh, Okay, just hold on. You were the one that said to me, don't tell anybody. We have to keep it a secret. Remember? Yeah, I do remember. Listeners, okay. if you're waiting, uh, uh, trust me, it'll be worth the uh, the wait when we when we get our guest on here in about 12 minutes. Um, in the meantime, though, college hockey never slows down. It never stops. It's uh, the nope. 10th anniversary of our favorite conference, the NCHC, today. So Very happy true. birthday to Josh and, and uh, Michael Thanks. and everybody over there. It's, uh, you know, they started off with a bang, and they're going into their second decade with a bang. Yeah, I mean, let's let's. Uh, I mean, you know, when you average four bids a ter- four bids a year, twenty five percent or more bids to the NCAA tournament every year, you're you're doing something right. Unless my yeah. math is bad. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and uh, great people over there too. Great partners of ours. We oh, yeah. uh, we love working with the NCHC, and every time I go on the road now, I throw on the NCHC sweats. My most comfortable riding apparel as I can get when I'm on the road. So, hopefully, yeah, really hopefully things will work out where I can stop in there and see them as I make my way up to the summer showcase 
where we're going to have our guest uh, at, I believe. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, yeah, that'll be very interesting because, um, right, you know, they're, they're, they're the, the showcase is going to have about 45 players in it. I know there was a U18, a U18 or a U, U16 game this morning uh, up in Amherst, New York. I, I haven't, I did not get a chance to watch a replay of it yet. Um, I know our friend uh, Tanner Wilson was very interested in that. <laughs> Tanner's all over it. He's all yeah, over I mean, it. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's top of the list. And um, so you know that one that was happening today, and you know the the, the uh, Summer showcases uh, for a bunch of different things. Uh, not only the uh, uh, Gretzky Halinka tournament, but you're also talking about um, decisions being made for next year's World Junior Championship. So, um, you know, lots of big going ons there. And of course, Paul, we are just uh, a week and a day, eight days away from uh, the uh, expansion draft in the NHL. Right. Uh, right. The Seattle Kraken will get a, a chance to uh, get their lineup together, at least the start of it. Some of it, anyway. Yeah, and then we'll have a day off, and then we'll come back, and we'll have the NHL Amateur Draft on the 23rd and 24th. And then right. um, immediately after that, play starts up at the Summer Showcase up in Plymouth, Michigan, at the uh, USA Hockey Arena. And right. uh, we'll have lots of great talent up there, lots of great Sun Devil talent up there. Well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... it's um... Hockey season for especially the players, the coaches never ends, right? Yeah, absolutely, and it just keeps getting better and better. The the level of competition uh, is peaking. As as I told you in April when I went out on the road trip, uh, I just was amazed at how good the competition was across the board. So um, we'll find out more about that in just a little bit. Uh, I also want to talk quickly before uh, we get to our guest that uh, things breaking a little bit in the Atlantic hockey. Breaking? I, I would say that that's a good word for it. <laughs> it broke loose. Uh, I, I would. Well, it, nothing is official. Okay, I only saw it in one spot that involved our friends down in Huntsville, and they put out something that said um, the decision makers at Atlantic Hockey voted unanimously against expansion. Wow. Wow. Okay. So that okay. means no Huntsville. Yep. No LIU. No LIU and no mysterious third team, whoever that was going to be. Lindenwood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why not? I mean, yeah. why not? It could. Why, that, it, that's, that's just not even, mis that's, that's not even just... mysterious, though. I mean, that you know that's who it was. Who else would it have been? Well, uh, I don't know. I do. It would have been Lindenwood. That's it. Okay. Um, well, then that, that makes even less sense then because that would have been a good travel partner and cut down on expenses to go to St. Louis and Huntsville. Oh, absolutely. It would have been still would be with somewhere. There's, there's going to have to be another conference. And it sounds like they got to find a few more teams, but put it together and uh, let's, let's get college hockey off and rolling the way it should be. Um, I'm with you, but yeah, I, I, I know you are decisions. Yeah, and I hear you. I really, you know, I really do think that uh, it's a bad. I I don't really know any other way to say it other than it's a bad job by Atlantic Hockey. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't, I, I don't get it. Part of this, know. part of this is that uh, maybe people are putting pressure on them, uh, and they don't want to be the quote unquote have to carry the burden of everybody else. And I get that to a certain extent, but come on. Seriously, um, <laughs> I especially, hear especially if that quote unquote mysterious third team is who you say it is. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> one day, one day when they finally come out and officially make the announcement, you'll say the name. Otherwise, you're just going to keep going that team that you say it is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. okay. I mean. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. This is once again, you know, this could be another Illinois situation. 
No, no, stop. Stop Oh, yeah, that. that's right. That's the this, same thing. That's it. This is you know, not an Illinois situation. coming. We all know they're coming. It, it's just a matter I, before I they want to make it me. official. And, and that's got to do with the ACHA more than anything else. That's all it is. Uh, um, I don't know. I have no proof that I do this. I have no proof of any of this. Um, <laughs> uh, when I look at the ASU schedule, it says exhibition. It. it is going to be an exhibition. They're not in the league now. They have to wait till next year for crying out loud. Uh, they're playing a hybrid schedule this year. Um, uh, have you seen do, their do schedule? I need, do have I need you to seen call, their schedule? Do I need to call Chris Perry and have give you him all of their schedule? Yes. <laughs> have you seen a Lindenwood schedule? Um, no comment. Well, <laughs> you either have or you haven't. No comment. I only know two games that they're playing, and those are exhibition games. Uh, I love it. No, I love it. No, they have a schedule. They really do have a schedule. Okay. I have um, no proof of this. All right. <laughs> well, I'll give you proof one day. Uh, I don't think yeah, our guest wants I, I don't in, think our guest wants to wait any longer to hear you and I bashing about uh, Team Lindenwood. So let's take a Ooh. quick break and let's come back with a guy that's a former Phoenix or former junior coyote, current right. Sun Devil, and I'm gonna say right now a future Top round pick in the NHL. We'll be right back in about three minutes with our special guest. Keep tuned. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said It's been running through my head Locked and loaded Alright, still got it Still got it Who's old now? any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. You're listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And, Paul, it's our pleasure to introduce our special guest tonight. As I said, a former junior coyote, a current Sun Devil hockey player, and what I think in a couple of weeks is going to be uh, an NHL draft pick to some team that's going to get a great player. So without further ado, Josh Doan, Scott, and Paul with you. How are you? And thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, guys. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Josh, we, we've worked to try to get you on. We had to go through different sources. I've been trying to get at you for a while. I've seen you play. I've been up at the uh, BioSteel All-Star Game and saw some stuff in Chicago. And it's a pleasure to have us have you on but uh, tell us what it's been like for you in this whirlwind of a year with a, a, a Clark Cup championship, a uh, chance to uh, get started over at uh, ASU, and uh, now this, the summer showcase coming up and the NHL draft. I mean, it's got to be crazy. Yeah, it's been, it's been quite the year for me so far. 
I think definitely different than last year, but uh, I've enjoyed every bit of it. I think going to Chicago and, and playing alongside some of the guys that I played with there was, was an incredible experience. Um, the BioSteel game was an awesome experience that, that USA Hockey put on for us and, and got to do even in a COVID-filled year. We, we figured out a way to do it. And then at the end of the year, we, we ended up with a big win and a Clark Cup uh, victory, which was something that we've kind of been longing for for a couple of years in Chicago and didn't get the opportunity because of COVID the year before. And then getting the call for the World Junior Showcase was was another unbelievable experience that I got to to celebrate with my family. And now we're just kind of pushing through summer and, and enjoying it as a family together right now. That's unbelievable and really good to hear. As I told Paul, my co-host, I said, we're going to back things up. We're going to start from the from the current spot and start backing up a little bit when we talk with you about your hockey career and where you're at. So right now, um, I'm guessing you're training, uh, getting ready for a Sun Devil hockey season. So tell us what went into uh, becoming a Sun Devil and how excited you are to get started with that roster and uh, play right here in the Valley. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm down there training right now in Tempe, so I uh, got to meet a, a couple of the guys that are still in town and some of the returners and then all the freshmen, and it's it's unbelievable the 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 way they've treated us, and, and they brought us right in with open arms, and, and they expect to win, which is awesome. You come into a winning culture, and, and that's what you want to be a part of, so I think that's one of the main reasons I picked this place is talking to Coach Powers. He's, he said that's one of the things he wanted to build right away is is a, a team that can win in the future and in the near future. So three years back, I, I made the decision to come to ASU, and I can't say there's been a day that I regretted that decision. It's been the best decision I've made up to this point. So as you get ready for multiple uh, situations, because – as Scott said, you, you, you've got the summer showcase coming up. You're getting ready for the ASU season. Uh, how do you deal with all of those things merging into one, trying to uh, get to know some of your new teammates? I'm sure you knew some of the guys already, but how does it uh, – do you sit back sometimes and say to yourself, holy smokes, where did the day go? Yeah, it's it's definitely going by fast, I'll, I'll tell you that. I think it's the guys here have been so supportive, which has helped so much. And, and they all want me to be as successful as possible at this summer showcase. So having them kind of in my back corner supporting me and having the staff in my back corner supporting me has been, been huge for me. And then every time you're at the gym and at the rink, just spending as much quality time with the guys as you can to get to know them. And, and when I get back after the showcase, I'm, I'm sure we'll be right back to where we were and hanging out and getting to know each other even more. But, it's it's been uh the last couple of days have gone by quick and and trying to see people and and get to know everyone and then talking on the phone and, and training and all that so just kind of trying to slow it down a little bit here and just take it day by day josh you know we we had uh your good friend riley stewart on we've had him on a couple of times actually and and he talks about uh how great it would be to play in Oceanside. And you're going to have the unique opportunity because coming in as a freshman, you're going to play at Oceanside. But then next year, you're going to jump over to that brand-new facility. Um, have you get a, given a chance to uh, to think about that and, and and what that might be like years down the road where you can say, I played in both buildings? Yeah, I think that's something that we're none of us are taking for granted. I think all us freshmen are – we're kind of honored to be the last group that gets an opportunity to, to start their ASU hockey careers in the Oceanside arena. And I think you just look at, you look at it and it's, it's remarkable that it's what it's done for the team in the last couple of years of their record. And that rink is, is beyond amazing. And, and no one wants to come play us in that rink. So we're going to take full advantage of it while we have it. And then next year, it's what they've done and what they're doing with that rink is going to be something special that we're all looking forward to as well. Have you uh, gone over there yet to, to see what's going on uh, with any of your teammates? Or, I mean, you have the advantage, obviously, of, of, of living in town regularly anyway. Um, but have you gone over there with some of your teammates to see what's going on? Yeah, me and, me and my... Uh, my two roommates right now, Jackson Niedemeyer and Ty Murchison, will every other night rollerblade down to the rink and, and take a look at it. There's a parking garage that overlooks it right now. So we go over there and kind of laugh and, and make sure that the progress is always going up. But 
it's remarkable how fast and how good of a job they've done so far. Josh, about a oh, almost a year and a half ago now, your dad played in a uh, uh, celebrity game at Oceanside and I had a chance to visit with him afterwards. And I said, um, how exciting is it going to be for for Doan to play real collegiate hockey there? And he reminded me real quickly that when he first got here with the Coyotes, uh, they did some practices over there. So he's familiar with that building as well. But have you guys had a chance to visit about what it's going to be like to play at Oceanside with 900 people right on top of you? And and some media people right on top of your bench? Yeah. No, it's – I went to a game uh, a couple years back when they kind of first started. It was my U15 year with a couple buddies, and and your first reaction is like, this is this is sick. Like, even though it's not the biggest rink, the atmosphere is, is unbelievable. And like you said, everyone's literally on top of you. You can hear everything in that rink. And, I mean, I, I'm super excited to play in it and get the opportunity to, to experience that. But – I think my dad and I laugh that, like like you said, it's it's going to be different than anywhere else you've played just because everyone is literally on top of you, but I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so um, you got a chance to uh, play for that uh, USHL championship. Um, I watched a bunch of those games, um, Josh, and, and, and it was a really – I don't. You guys were definitely the better team, but when I watched those games, I, I the first game it looked like you guys played at Fargo's pace, and then after that, you guys came out really, really angry. What was the the feeling as you guys went through that series? Yeah, I think when we came into the first game, we were we were kind of expecting them to to give it to us and. And I think that was something in the locker room that we tried to get rid of going into game two. But we kind of let them take over and play their kind of style of play that was a, a heavier physical game and not as fast-paced that we like to play. And I think after that game, it kind of shocked us what kind of just hit us and happened. Uh, it was the first time in my entire time in Chicago that, that we were ever shut out. So it was definitely something that kind of woke us all up a little and, and said we got to get back to our game. And then I, I think going into game two, we were we were definitely angry and, and upset about what they did to us. And and we knew that our, our style of play with the fast pace, high skilled offense was was gonna win for us if we played it the right way. So we got back to that and kind of took it to them as the series went on. But I give them credit. They they definitely fought hard and, and took it to us at, for a couple of times during each game. Josh, a, a two-parter for you here on this one. Uh, at, at Chicago, of course, Johnny Walker, your captain now with the uh, Sun Devil squad, uh, won a uh, Clark Cup as well. And I'm sure there's a little battling about whose team was better, yours or his, but uh, <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave that one go. So you can tell us who you think had the better team, uh, yours or Johnny's. But tell us, uh, for those of us that, that don't hang around Chicago a lot, what's, what's it like playing USHL hockey in Chicago? Because it, it, there's tradition there, isn't there? Yeah, I think I'd definitely go with my team. I think Johnny's gonna <laughs> let me hear for that, but I, I, oh, I, I he can't. Will. Go. They'll definitely oh, yeah. let you hear it. There is no doubt. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent he will. But I'm gonna stick with my guns. Uh, I got his his brother to back me up on that one, Jake. So so we'll go to battle together against Johnny. But I think yeah, the culture in Chicago has just become this this identity that when you go there, you're you're there to win. And at the same time, as as weird as it is to say, they they tell us that win or loss, they care about our development more. But I think that's almost helped propel them into being what they are now and and create that winning culture more because they're, they're there to help you get better. And that's what they've done with everybody. You look at anyone who's gone in and came out of there, they're, they're a better player when they leave. And then the fans, as, as we all kind of laugh and you go there and you don't see a lot, as – as many as there are, they they are serious and diehard fans for us, and and they support us, every one of them. So having them behind us is as funny to say, but they they do a good job there, and they show their support well. When and 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 I I'll take this from from a, from a kind of a coach's perspective, and and you can answer from obviously from the player's perspective. When when you hear stuff like that, okay. Uh, we, you know, we, we don't care about the wins and losses. 
you kind of because I I know as somebody who who deals with students when you say that everybody they they roll their eyes, and as <laughs> as somebody who's everybody cares about winning and losing in the locker room, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we kind of we listen to it and and we soak it in, but like we care about winning. Every player, you can't look around after a loss and see one guy smiling. You like our coaches when we lose, they're not happy. So we know that it's it's there that we we got to win mentality. But at the same time, it, it's more of like we win a game, say we win four two or three two or two one. It's it's uh, we know like we won the game, but but we have to be better next game. It's, I think it's more on that side. If we lose, I think it's a different scenario. But at least when we win games, it's there's always better. We can always be a be a better team in that game. Okay, so Josh, I want to ask you this question. Uh, when people watch your style of play, and Paul and I have had a chance to see you play on TV and different things like that, so we know a little bit about it, but tell the Sun Devil fans, what, what's Josh Doan going to bring to the game when they see him at Oceanside? Yeah, I think uh, I like to play play a hard, hard heavy game. Um, I'm, I'm newly coming into to my body, so I wasn't always the biggest guy, and <laughs> I'm growing into that now. But I like to play a, a kind of heavy, aggressive game. I'm, I'm ultra competitive. I think that's one of the things that drives me most. Um, I'd say my biggest strengths would be probably my hockey IQ and my, my shot. And I, I, I consider myself a 200-foot player kind of slash playmaker where I like to create offense, but at the same time, I'm going to give it my all in the D zone for you. Okay, I got so, one more quick follow-up, Paul. One, one all quick right, well, follow-up. I was, was going to piggyback that answer, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, you can. You can piggyback it. Okay, so, Josh, we, we got a sneak peek of you guys announcing the schedule, which was really cool. I thought that was great. <laughs> um, but the other thing that Paul brought to my attention right away was he goes, hey, did you see the players' numbers? We had a chance to see the players' numbers. And I said uh, – yeah, I, I saw that, and uh, I believe you're wearing number 91 this year. Am I correct on that? Yeah, that is correct. Okay, so last night we had your old coach, Steve Potvin, on our professional hockey show, and I said, okay, Coach Potvin, I know that you know uh, Josh pretty well. Is that 91 a flip of the 19 of your dad, or is that a 91 just to be Josh Doan? Uh, I think I got to go. It's, it's kind of a flip of, of my dad. I don't – I don't think I've ever worn wore uh, 91 in my life until this year. I <laughs> I went to Chicago and and Briss Brendan Brisson was 19, so I went to the closest thing I could to to 19 and just subtracted the one and went to nine. And then when I when I got here, they have uh, Jordan Sandu's uh, got 19 and and Doogie has nine, so I wasn't going to come in and ask <laughs> ask for their numbers. I, I said I'd let them. I'm not going to be that guy, so I thought the next best thing was kind of to flip it. I think it's it's a cool experience to be able to kind of carry on what, what he's kind of carried into the desert, but kind of flip it and, and write my own script at the same time. All right, so you mentioned that uh, you like to play 200-foot game, and, and, and I would hope every hockey player says that, but uh, uh, my question for you on, on tacking onto that is, Power play goal or killing a penalty? Which 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 would you prefer? Uh, I think I think I mean everyone wants to score, so so power play goal would be awesome. Uh, at the same time, late in a game with with two minutes left, I'd love to be out on that penalty kill to to block a shot for the guys. Well, Coach Powers, uh, Coach Field, everybody's just uh, grinning from ear to ear when you say that, Josh, because they know how big uh, a role that is. Um, so I want to ask you this. The NHL draft coming up, we've all seen the uh, the, the board, the big scouting board. We kind of know where it's at. Um, you've got a little different perspective because your dad uh, being uh, a former NHLer, a longtime NHLer, and an icon here in the desert. But um, how do you prepare for that day, or do you? Or you just let it happen? Yeah, I think I'm I'm more on that kind of let it happen side right now, just because of last year and and not getting the opportunity to get taken, and I don't think really any one of us <laughs> blamed anyone for not taking me. I think I just had a setback year and and bounced back this year. So I think just take it for take it for granted, go into it, and and kind of 
sit back and enjoy the moment with my family. And, and when I get back in Arizona, I think I'll definitely have some friends over and, and we'll hang out and talk about, about our time together bef- before I got drafted and just have fun. But I, I think I'm just going to go and take it, take in every, every bit of it and enjoy it with my family. Cause at the end of the day, you have no idea what could really happen on that day. You could go in the second or first round or you could fall to the sixth or seventh and, I mean, I'd be happy to go anywhere, but you kind of just got to sit back and, and let it happen. Um, for those of us that have never been fortunate enough or skilled enough to be in this position, what is it like going through uh, – because obviously teams do their homework on you. What is it like being on the other end of that homework? Yeah, it's it's a cool experience. I think growing up, you playing video games, you see where they like as a GM mode. You can you can interview players, and you're like, that'd be so cool to be on that side of it. And it's it's definitely a cool experience. Uh, it's different this year because of of COVID, so it's still on Zooms. So all the interviews are via Zoom instead of person. But it's it's fun and it's nerve wracking. You you pop up on a screen and there's five to 10 guys on a zoom call staring at you and asking you questions that that should be pretty basic questions to answer, but you're so nervous to make a mistake that sometimes you fumble the question, but it's, it's pretty fun though. I think you just got to enjoy being a part of it. What is the weirdest question that (laughs) you can tell us that you can tell (laughs) us that you got asked? Yeah, I think I got asked. I've been asked a couple of times, like, what kind of animal are you on the ice? And I was—I had no idea what to respond right away. It took <laughs> me back. I'm like, ah, I don't know what I am if I was going to be an animal on the ice. <laughs> oh, I, I love that one. Um, so I want to ask you this, okay? Uh, a, a little while ago, I saw posted on social media a picture of you and a bunch of your uh, old Junior Coyotes teammates who are now – either uh, starting college, in college, in the juniors, about to be drafted. You know the picture I'm talking about. You all gathered at uh, the ice den. And, and I, I sent that to Paul, and I said, Paul, tell me all these guys. And we started looking at it and plucking people off. And, and the one that stood out the most was Josh Dome because he was the biggest kid on the ice. But uh, Matthew Knees is pretty big too, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, he's a big dude. And, and we all kind of laugh because me and Matthew are, we're really close friends. We've grown up together, so every summer I spend probably 90% of my summer with Matthew and, and a couple of our other buddies. But growing up, the two of us were the smallest on our on our Junior Coyotes team, and now we come back <laughs> I and all hang out. those pictures too, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, those pictures are funnier, I think, personally. It's me and Matthew are both 5'2", and everyone else is huge. And now it's kind of <laughs> flopped where we're the two bigger guys, and they're all they're all smaller than us, but... Yeah, he's he's a big player and one heck of a hockey player. So, Paul, I got to do a follow up real quickly because uh, Coach Potvin told me last night too, and I asked him about Matthew. He said he took like a deep breath and then he said to me, he "Goes, you know, uh, when I was coaching those guys, sometimes I felt bad for the other team when when Josh and Matthew were on the ice, and and I'm going like, what do you mean? And he said it was just unfair because they were two steps ahead of everybody. They could see the play before it happened. And, and sometimes it was an unfair advantage I felt for <laughs> playing against other teams. <laughs> what was it like that on the ice? Did you guys feel like, Hey, we know what's going to happen a couple plays ahead. Yeah, I think it, I mean, it was enjoyable play with Matthew, the, the chemistry we'd built from, from age six and seven to 15, 16, isn't really fair for everyone else. Cause I knew where Matthew was no matter what. You couldn't really – you couldn't place him on the ice without me kind of being able to find him, and it went vice versa to where there was something going on. I'm like, Matthew's going to be right there, and I could just throw it there, and, and he would be there, and then he'd do the same thing for me. So I think, I mean, we love the the advantage of having that on our side, and I'm sure some teams thought it was unfair at times, but – we, we didn't think so. We just enjoyed it. We were winning. So you don't really <laughs> complain when you're winning. <laughs> so was there anybody on your team in Chicago this year that you had a similar chemistry with? Yeah, I think Sean Farrell and I kind of, we kind of grew together as the year went on. Um, 
he's a guy that he's an exceptional player and you just got to really kind of find him and he can make something out of nothing. But I think getting a chance to play with him, I can kind of just figure out where he's going to be. And I think the same thing with Matthew and I, where he'd figure out where I was. And, and once we kind of got rolling, there wasn't really much that you could do to stop us. And then you throw Adam Fantilli in the mix and he kind of hopped on that trend in playoffs. And you see what he did when he kind of figured out our, our style of play he ended up, with I think seven goals and in, in, in the playoffs and one playoff MVP and he deserved every bit of it. Josh, I want to break away that for a little bit, but everybody knows your dad and, and the history that he had here and has, has still here in the Valley with the Coyotes organization. And I'm sure during the time you were, had a chance to hang out in the locker room now and then and see some different guys. And how did that affect the way that you grew up to be a hockey player? Did, did it have a big difference or advantage for you or uh, how would you describe that that time growing up yeah I think it was it was huge for me just being around the locker room and, and seeing the way the guys kind of live their lives and how seriously you have to take the game even though it's a game it's it's guys lifestyles and and seeing how hard they work it could be a little pregame skate and and guys are coming off dripping sweat and it's the little things like that that I don't think you really notice and unless you're around it all the time. So I think it gives it gives guys huge huge advantages that that have dads or families that that play at the highest level. You you just get to see what it's like on a day to day basis and and kind of learn from it and see what you have to do and what you have to change in order in order to make it to the next level. Well, you if, if I don't. I was, I, my time at, at, in, in Arizona was a long time ago. So uh, it was before the Coyotes got there, et cetera, and I was gone before. But if, if, if my memory serves me correct, um, you were always around other players who had dads that played in the NHL, were you not? Yeah, growing up in, in Arizona, there was a stretch where there was a lot of guys that had kids that were my age, so I grew up with a lot of them. Okay, so so that leads me to this one, Josh. Uh, when you look at the way the, the growth of the game has happened out here in the desert southwest, and I know for a lot of times it's been up and down, especially with the Coyotes organization, but but all in all, the, the, the growth of hockey has really accelerated, and the talent level's gotten so much better. Um as you look at it now from being in Chicago and you come back and look and, and you go, wow, it, has it really grown the way that you thought it would? Yeah, I think it's it's spectacular how much growth there has been in, in the Southwest. I think what the Coyotes have done is is spectacular and what ASU Hockey's now done is they've just grown the game like an incredible rate in Arizona. And then you got to give credit to, to the coaches in the area that, that coached me growing up and and taught the same mentality to, to the kids that are coming in now that there's just more of them though. And, and they're rallying them off where the 08, 09, 2010 birth year teams are teams that are considered to be, to be very competitive in the next couple of years. And I'm excited to see what they can do. And then you look at what Vegas has done and, and their program and the rink that they built for the, the junior Knights organization. And it's, it's really exciting to kind of see this all develop when, when growing up, you'd show up to the rink and there was no one on the ice. To now, you can't even get an ice slot in Arizona. That's a really good point. I, I want to ask you this as well. Um, when you look at uh, going to the the summer showcase now, and uh, obviously the goal is to make that World Junior team, and you'd be uh, you, you'd be the first Sun Devil, um, obviously. But um, what are your goals, and what do you think you have to do during that week to uh, to open the coach's eyes or maybe solidify a spot? Yeah, I think it's an honor to even be be invited, but at the end of the day everyone's going there to kind of make the team and and play for a gold medal for Team USA and I think just kind of showing them that that I'm really willing to do whatever it kind of takes. I'm willing to play any role they need me to play in in order to make that team and if you need me to to be on your top 6, I'd I'd gladly do that and if you need me to be an extra forward, I I'd gladly play that role and just kind of do whatever it takes to, to wear the, the country's colors. What was it like getting that invitation? Yeah, it was it was awesome. <laughs> I, Did you know it was coming? 
No, I, I had no idea. So I was yeah. I was getting my shoes on, getting ready to head over to the to the gym uh, by the ice at that ice down performance uh, center, and I got a call from Michigan, and it just was a Michigan number, and and I was like trying to figure out whether or not it was it was a spam or not and and i answered it and good thing i answered it because it definitely wasn't a spam and it definitely changed my morning (laughs) okay so so here's the thing you just said you can't wait to 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 win a gold medal for team usa um how does dad feel about that (laughs) yeah this has been something that's kind of been talked about i think uh, and grandma I, and grandpa, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, grandma and grandpa more are the ones that I'm. I don't think that that they'd hop on my side if I wore red, <laughs> white, and blue. But I'm American, American from start to finish, and and my mom and all my siblings are. So we're all we all love and cheer for Team USA, and it's it sparks a rivalry in our family that, that we love and enjoy. It makes family reunions definitely fun. But I think if and and the fact that the tournament's in Red Deer, I believe, makes it even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> that's where all my my diehard Canadian family's at. So yeah. they'll be asking asking to come to games, but I'll be like, "Well, you got to cheer for Team USA if you're going to do that." <laughs> and, and I don't think they will, but I mean, it'll be definitely interesting. Wait a minute, you mean there are there there are people in Red Deer other than the Sutter family? Yeah, I think they well, own the whole town, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're actually from outside of Red Deer. They're oh, okay. in, they're in, <laughs> so that doesn't yeah. count. <laughs> yeah. They're in Stetler and Three Hills. If you can find a map, they're the smallest little towns in Alberta. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. okay. So, uh, so on that note, uh, your dad had a lot of success with the, uh, the World Championships, uh, being a part of that for Team Canada. Um, when you watch that and you watch what he does, and, and the reason I'm asking this, Josh, is that when I asked Steve uh, Potvin again last night about you to give me more ideas about uh, about who you were, and he said, you know, at 12 or 14, I said, Josh is either going to be an NHL player or a GM or both. <laughs> yeah. I think, I like, growing up, it's it's been my life to this point, and, and I think my dad's pretty similar to me in the fact that now you see him as the assistant GM for Team Canada and and being successful there and and the successful career that he had is it's kind of something that I've I'm chasing after him and, and trying to trying to best him in everything that I do and we laugh about it because because I got a lot of work to do if I want to catch him on the playing side of things but uh, I mean growing up being a coach or, or a player or a, a GM has been my goal and the end goal is kind of to do both but. I think there won't really be a day that goes by where I'm not involved in hockey in my lifetime. Okay, so as you were growing up, family aside, was there a player you li- or two that you liked watching more than others? Now, obviously, we're, we're not counting your father, but uh, were there a player or two that you enjoyed watching more than others? Yeah, I think when I was really little – uh, we would always joke and 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 mess around, and I ended up getting a picture of his jersey. Uh, one night we went on a tournament in Slovakia. It was Ladislav Nagy. When I was growing up, he was my oh, favorite geez. player on the Coyotes. I'm not sure why. I no one has ever really figured out why, but he was. And then Nicholas Backstrom, kind of growing up, is he was the next guy that when I kind of was old enough to really know what was going on in the hockey world i'd i'd wake up every morning and watch the highlights and and he was my guy that i was like that is my favorite player if i had to pick one and and to this day i I cheer for the capitals when he's on just because because he's my favorite player all right well we won't talk about that because uh paul paul being on long island josh that just doesn't sit well with him yeah sorry it's all right uh, listen it is what it is i I just Uh, i I have to be honest with people about it that's all yeah yeah that's fair the the final one for me is a draft day comes up at two-parter again a do you have a favorite team uh that that you would prefer if they selected you and maybe this is part of part a but Part B of it is if it's uh, the Arizona Coyotes that, that calls your name in that draft, um, your thoughts. 
Yeah, I don't. I think there's a there's a group of teams that I'd be I'd love to go to. I think any team I'd be ecstatic if if I heard my name called by any team. But um, yeah, Arizona would be it'd be a huge honor. I think it'd be it'd be definitely a very cool experience to be on the the playing side of things, and I'd I'd be honored to be selected by by the Coyotes, and I think that'd be something super special for me and my family. That, but who knows what? No matter what, wherever I go, I'm going to be super ecstatic, and and my family will also be there with me, and they'll be super excited as well. All right, Paul, take it away. You got one last shot at Josh. <laughs> well, listen, uh, I'm just going to listen. You know, you know me, Scott. Uh, Josh doesn't know. He'll find out in a second here. But uh, I'm an ASU alum, so anybody who puts on that jersey, let's go. I'm ready to rock. Let's go. Yeah, no, I'm I'm ready to go. I've been looking forward to this for a while. I think it's next year's team is is has the potential to be to be a very very special team that I think has a legit chance to win a national national championship. So I'm I'm more than happy and more than excited to to start this season. Well, I have Josh. one more offbeat. Oh, go ahead, Paul. I have one more. I just because I'm just curious because you're the first player we've had on since they announced the schedule. How did you guys decide who chose what logo to draw? <laughs> oh, I have no idea how they decided, but when I found out I had to draw a tiger and my sisters <laughs> gave me so much heat for it because they're both artists, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. And I, I wasn't going to just sketch one and kind of cheat. I'm like, I'm going to give them my legit drawing skills. So that was as good as I could have done. And my sisters, when it got posted on Instagram, I had two DMs from my two <laughs> sisters wondering what is going on and how I sucked that much at drawing. But I thought it was a good – I thought it was funny and a good idea. Uh, let me tell you, Josh, here's how you get even with them, right? Uh, yeah. Just have a big four years at, at Arizona State, and we hope we can keep you around for four years because I know your talent's going to uh, make them tug at you from the NHL down the line. But uh, we can't wait to watch you play. You'll see me hanging out there every Tuesday. And, uh, you know, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Best of luck with the draft and the Summer Showcase. And uh, let's see you in Red Deer, too. How about that? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. All right, folks. I told you it was worth the wait. That's Josh Doan, the uh, the latest Sun Devil uh, Summer Showcase participant. We think a, a World Junior participant as well, and uh, soon to be a NHL draft pick uh, very, very soon. We appreciate Josh coming on. Paul and I are going to take another quick break. We will be right back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations. 
from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. You're listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My uh, co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And I do mean on the island tonight. Uh, Paul, you know the drill. After we have a guest on, I always want to get your feedback, your uh, your thoughts on Josh Doan, because I already have formed my opinion. Well, listen, it's 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 it's, it's great time on the show. Um, you know, this is. A lot of times when we, we talk to these, to the players, uh, it's my first exposure to them in any uh, personal manner. You know, I've watched games and I see them on the ice, uh, but not being there, I don't get to have those same interactions that you get to have when you go to practices and stuff. And um, it definitely sounds like a, a, a young man that's very comfortable in his own skin and knows where he is and where he was and where he's going and he is definitely somebody that uh, knows how to laugh and that's good. And, and, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, the kind of guy that you sit there and you're like, yeah, I I, I want this guy to wear my Jersey because he's going to do it proud. Yeah, totally agree. Here's my opinion on it. Um, he's got big shoes to fill, especially in Arizona, uh, with the legacy that his dad, uh, Shane Doan, has left for him. But um, I like his approach. He said, you know what? I know I got a lot of work to do, but I want to try to best him in everything I do. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that, that oh, that's, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, uh, it's, the other thing that I grasped out of it was when I asked him about the uh, the battle wearing the uh, red, white, and blue of the Team USA versus uh, the red and white of Canada. And uh, he's pretty hard set in his ways. He, he's an American. He's going to go get some uh, some gold medals for America. And well, has, uh, has that's ever, cool. I don't, that's I don't really think cool. he's ever lived in Canada, right? Yeah, forget no. about No, he's been here. Like he said, him and his mom and his sisters, uh, they've yeah. all been, uh, you know, they're all Americans. So uh, yeah. Shane is, is going to just have to, to, to suck it up. Listen, <laughs> okay, my late father used to wonder all the time, where he went wrong because he grew up root. Well, there was no other team at that point, but uh, you know, when he was, when I was a kid, he used to take me to the games in Manhattan and couldn't figure out how I root for another team. So, you know, my father and I used to go back and forth about that all the time. So I understand that part of it. That's easy. Okay. So uh, a few more things to wrap up. As I mentioned at the top of the show, NCHC celebrating 10 years today, so happy birthday, uh, everybody at the NCHC. But um, just some things that, that you've noticed, uh, Paul, in the uh, in, in the last few days or so with uh, with College Talk. We talked a little bit about the Atlantic, and I saw some of the schedules are starting to leak out a little bit now. Um, uh, yeah, but once again, they're not full schedules. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Tell us a little bit about what you've seen. Well, like I said, when I've checked, especially some of the – uh, Ivy League schools, which were my first kind of uh, look at, you, you see big gaps in schedules. I mean, yes, there are times where every team takes a week off, sometimes maybe even two. But most teams will play their maximum amount of games that the NCAA allows. And you see teams that have scheduled, their, their schedules are out, but there's only 28 games on that schedule, or 29 games on that schedule, or 30 games on that schedule. And the only Atlantic hockey team that we've seen have their schedule come out is Mercyhurst. And it's a fact. You know, so there are still nine other teams in that league that haven't released their schedules and haven't seen an LIU schedule. So, so let me ask is, you, let me which, ask I mean, you this. We one. only know two games that they're playing, but then again, yeah. I haven't looked at everybody's schedules. So. Uh, couple of things that just kind of amaze me, and I guess it's, it's got to do with uh, Coach Powers and the way he does things at Arizona State, but um, he not only filled out a full 36-game roster, but he got 20 of those games uh, in Oceanside for hashtag last ride in Oceanside, which I think is phenomenal. 
Um, and he's also uh, an independent still. And he's able to put this – and it's not – and, Paul, it's not just a 36-game schedule with 20 at home. It's quality opponents from top to bottom. And, and I know he said he tried to break it up into thirds, but you and I have gone over you gotta this. Pl- you got to play good where teams. In the world? You're make, you've got to play good teams if you're going to make the tournament. Yeah, but where in the world do you, you stop at the top the top third? Because you and I have talked about this. It just continues on down to maybe half are really, really good opponents. I mean, I think so, but that's, you know, that's, so it's, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, if you have 10 people in a race, somebody has to finish first and somebody has to finish last, no matter how good the, the guy that finishes last does, somebody has to finish last. Yeah. I guess so, that goes back to the NCHC having four teams or more in the uh, NCAA tournament every year. Yeah, and there uh, and there are no NCHC teams uh, outside of Denver and CC on the ASU schedule this year. I'm used to seeing Omaha on that schedule, uh, at, at least in addition to those other teams. I'm surprised that there's no Air Force on that schedule. Um, yeah, I, I am too, but but. I think when you look at things, I mean, we know Coach Powers and his affinity for for helping uh, if he can with other programs and the two exhibitions with Lindenwood. Yeah, they do have two exhibition games. With LIU coming uh, and then uh, going to Alaska and playing Alaska at home. I mean, that's eight games right there that, uh, you know, you can say uh, he, he's done a really good job of involving hockey teams. Oh, well, there's no doubt. And – as these other schedules come out that we haven't seen yet uh, in terms of because they haven't put out all the hockey east schedules yet either so yeah it's i mean that that's the repercussions i think of covid and certainly the robert morris effect uh had as you've mentioned several times has had a lot to do with it and, and it appears to me paul as we sit here on july 13th that um that the Robert Morris playing any games this year no, is uh, gone done. by the wayside. Yeah, it's done. That's done. And w- which is tragic. It really is. Sure it is. In this time, it, it's just, uh, and we've gone over it, so there's no reason to continue to yeah. beat a dead horse. But we hope there's some news coming out of it at some point, whether it be uh, a resurrection in a year or, or something. And, and you already mentioned about um, the Atlantic Conference not taking any or expansion teams and, what are we going to do with Huntsville and LAU and where are they going to fit into a, a, a schedule? Well, you got LAU, you got Huntsville, you got Lindenwood, um, you got the Alaskas. Uh, you got to try to form some sort of league, I think, to get those guys, um, I, I don't you know, know, not only quality games, but, but get them an opportunity to get into the national tournament without having to look for an at-large. I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know anything about Lindenwood. Um <laughs> But I, I, everybody I, in our I, audience is still laughing. They love that. I don't know. Listen, I, I mean, it's not like I haven't made my opinion known about. And it's great podcasting, by the way. The fact that uh, I understand it's a business, but you're not going to be in business if you don't help out and support. Uh, you're only as good as the people at the bottom. You're only as good as your weakest link. Amen, my friend. And Amen. If you're not going to try and help them, then you're not going to do anything to help improve or expand the game. Couldn't have said it any better. Uh, anything else that we need to get in uh, before we uh, say goodnight for tonight and uh, start preparing for next week? Because, boy, next week's going to be crazy, Paul. Uh, we still got to work out a schedule on what we're going to be doing uh, each and every night. But uh, anything else that you got to bring up tonight? No, we're always preparing for the next event. You know, uh, Who knows what Sunday will bring uh, for Sunday night's show. Uh, you have Missouri State. And their ACHA coach tomorrow, I believe. That's what we're hoping for. We're still waiting for that confirmation, but I think we'll get them because what I've been trying to do with the ACHA guys, Paul, is every time the team releases a schedule, 
Um, we like to have them on. Uh, I call right. it a little reward. They probably call it just a pain in the rear end, but I call it a little reward. You announce your schedule. You get to come on and talk about it. Give you 30, 30 minutes, 35 minutes or so to, sure. uh, to tell us about it. Oh, absolutely, and 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 I and I, I love listening to those interviews. I said that on Sunday. We're just all right. Uh, well, I'll let you take it away because I know you're out on the island and probably want to get home eventually. Eh, I'll get there eventually. College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Summer Skates. Play on the ice is heating up, and so is the weather. Makes it more important to keep those drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the mask and its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at behindthemask.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. Buy Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, world-class education, and a destination city. Buy M-Drive, help for your immune system, building lean muscle mass, and making it through the day without the afternoon crash. Go to mdriveformen.com and see how our high-protein, low-carb start shakes can work for you. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. The three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award for the Best Barbecue. Stop in for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Or, I guess now, if you're at Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> Absolutely. You can head by and get yourself some Jesse Rays, too. Uh, I would highly advise you doing that. Uh, by Boost Mobile. You choose, you save. Mix and match any line to create your own family plan with prices as low as $15 a month per line. And by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it. And NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. College Hockey, Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Uh, as we look at the, uh, the NHL draft prospect rankings, I asked you a little bit about it. You, uh, you found some different things, but uh, Sun Devils fans should be looking for a couple more logos, I think, next to players' names. Next year, Ty Murchison in the one that I'm looking at is uh, – looked at as a number 72 prospect and Josh Stone, who we just had on is looked at as number 87, I think. And of course those are just projections that has nothing yeah. to do with where they may end up. They may jump, they may fall, they may stay right. the same. We don't know, but as Josh, so uh, amply put it, uh, it is a honor to be drafted anywhere that you are drafted. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing that. I, I think it's going to be a really fun time for the first time ever, Paul, we're going to have a chance to watch Sun Devils actually get drafted. We thought Brinson was going to be the first one. Um, and, of course, Joey Decord was. But uh, right. for the first time, we're going to be able to watch some actual Sun Devils right now get drafted into the NHL, and I think that's going to be a blast. Well, I, 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 I'm very excited about it. Um, as, as an ASU alum, an ASU fan, uh, you know, those guys are projected to go somewhere between the third and fourth rounds. So, uh, look forward, gives you something else to look forward to on the second day, um, because it gives you, you know, not only does it give you, uh, the interest for the team that you may root for in the NHL, uh, but now you have individuals where you're like, Hey, you know, we're going to get a chance to watch these guys go from, from the, the junior ranks to the college ranks to hopefully the pro ranks. Um, like we got to do w with Brinson Pashnik and Joey Decord, and you know he and Steen Pashnik. Let's not forget about Steen. Oh, and I want to, and, and, <laughs> and Josh Maniscalco. Right. So I mean, that's four players in a very short period of time that have made it at least to the AHL and two to the NHL. And James Sanchez is um, 
playing in the AHL as well. We won't talk about what team he's playing for because we just won't. Um, I love it. And I, I do want to throw out that Matthew Nyes is uh, number 37 prospect. I think everybody thinks Matthew Nyes is going to be the, uh, the the guy picked the highest this year from uh, Arizona. He's, he's definitely earned it. He's a strong, big kid, 6'2", 210, left wing, um, that, that can make a difference. And uh, where's Matthew Nyes going to school? Is he going to Miami too or is he going somewhere else? Do you know, Paul? Uh, isn't, isn't it, don't, does he have to go to Miami by law? <laughs> His brother did. So maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Okay. Sounds great. Well, we'll tune in, uh, next week. Uh, we'll get another great guest for you on Sunday and Tuesday next week as we prepare for the NHL expansion draft and the NHL draft. And of course, um, I believe that big clock in the locker room at Sun Devil or at Sun Devil Stadium. Uh, how about Oceanside Ice Arena now says 89 days and counting until the first game against uh, UMass Lowell. Uh, Good night, everybody. Whatever it's, I don't know. Good night.